Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. Personal Finance brought to you by IG Markets. IG Markets South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. CFD losses can exceed your deposits. Warren Ingram, Personal Financial Advisor, Executive Director at Galileo Capital with us on a Thursday evening. Uh, Before we go into whether or not it's possible to ignore the news when you make investment decisions, let's pay attention to the news. And that's an interest rate hike, which was not unexpected, but a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I think, um, you know, me and forecasting, Bruce, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly terrible at it. So, so I never try and predict what's going to happen. I always um, kind of chuckle usually at the economists who make a, you know, make a prediction about rates and, and are often wrong. But, but, you know, looking at it and looking at the decision, I think it makes sense to me. I think, you know, there's a lot going on that, that's kind of arriving on our shores. You know, when you look at the price of, of fuel going up in dollar terms and the RAND weakening, all of that leads to, you know, higher everything, you know, higher food prices, higher transport prices, uh, and, and you know, and the like. So, so it makes sense that the Reserve Bank's going to try and do something to control inflation because, unfortunately, it's it's like a huge boulder, you know, rolling down a hill. If you, if you stop it at the top of the hill, you're okay, but if it gains momentum, you're in deep trouble and you get squashed. So, so I guess and, and not, not surprising, but um, you know, for, for people that have got debt, which which describes most salary earners in South Africa, you know, they they're going to hate it, um, and and you know, hopefully they've been listening to us on the show where we've been telling them to use the low interest rates to pay off some debt. If not, you know, I think the rates are still low, and it's still a good time to try and do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, so rates have been at record lows for the last three years. This is the first time in three, well, not for the last three years, for the last year and a bit, rates have been at record lows. We haven't seen a rate increase in three years. Um, And so, you know, we're slightly over record low interest rates. And so it's really not a big deal at this stage. The question is just how far rates have to go before inflation is tamed uh, and we'll only know that into the future and of course that's why Warren's advice is good and you need to reduce uh, and not reuse and don't recycle your debt. Um, So yeah Warren, let's talk about the news because um, as much as uh, I want to believe you, I think it's a huge amount of wishful thinking that we could ever ignore the headlines when it comes to investing. I think we're headline obsessed how do we manage the headlines perhaps better when it comes to investing for the long term well uh, uh, so, so i'll take your point i think um, you, you know if it wasn't part of my job i'd do my very best to, to ignore the headlines because I, I think they're you know they're designed these headline writers i'd like to meet them one day these people because they, <laughs> you know, they they find the words that are most emotive and 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 kind of you know give us the biggest jolt of 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 kind of adrenaline that we can find and eventually we become addicted to to reading these headlines and especially the ones that, that, that you know are most terrifying um and, and unfortunately you know headlines literally change minute to minute in 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 the, in the world of the, the internet and 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 there are not great ways to, to help you make long-term investment decisions and so if you are going to track the, the news and, and and listen to the the headlines i think you almost need to, to to do it in the same way that you would observe sport you know you know watching the springboks play on saturday it's it's great that they win uh, awful when they lose should have no impact at all on on the way you make your long-term investment decisions and and to me that would be the psychology i would approach to the news headlines is whatever's going on you know whatever's happening in you know with with 
fuel pipelines going through Belarus and causing the Germans consternation because oil prices are rising and they don't have enough heat and somehow that affects us and you know, the tip of Africa. All of that is, is really exactly the same impact on your investments as whether the Springboks win or lose on a, on, on a Saturday. You, you, you need to realize that your, your investment uh, strategy and what you do with your money must be built around you, your objectives, how are you going to live your life, where are you going to live your life, how old you are, how young you are, how much you've got to save, all of those things. Those are really important. But but what happens to the, you know, the, 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 the fuel price and the inflation rate and you know, Biden doing a deal or not doing a deal or getting upset with China or not getting upset with China, all of that is is really just activity. And 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 in fact, it's just a lot of noise that doesn't help you at all. Um, that uh, that activity, though, that activity, though, does move markets. That activity, I mean, if, you know, uh, that does does make markets move and it becomes more of a, a trading tool than an investment tool. And I think that's an important distinction to make. I, I actually, I think it's a great point. I, I like where you're going with that because because it does move the markets, but it moves the markets for a period of days, weeks, maybe months. I'm, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even think months. But but you know, so so some kind of announcement by you know a politician from a big country, you know whether it's positive or negative, moves the markets in a direction for a couple of days. Let's say let's let's be generous. But but you know your investment strategy. You know if it's if you're looking at the long term, we're talking about you know five, ten, thirty, forty years. You know w- what happens over a period of a couple of days or a couple of weeks should really be irrelevant. And and if we just think about you know what's gone on and what's made us fearful through through the last you know let's say since the beginning of January, there's a lot to be worried about. You know we we've had load shedding that's put us all into depression. Uh, you know, the, the looting in July was really catastrophic for our confidence as a, a as a country. You know, the small matter of a of a global pandemic that just doesn't seem to go away. Uh, with all of that, it's important to note that you know the JSE hits an all time high. You know, that's that's news. You know, it's 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 exciting for a, for a day or two, but it doesn't change my investment strategy. And the world markets are up fifty percent for, for the year. So, so with all the bad stuff that's going on, all the reasons that we have and good reasons to be worried, doesn't mean that markets go go down. And, and I think that's the point here. You know, even in South Africa, the average unit trust investing in shares has delivered fifteen percent for the year so far. So is the, the the stock market index. So is the average balanced fund. And and if we were sitting at the beginning of January being fearful and, and reading these headlines from, from these dreaded he- headline makers, we would have kept our money under the mattress, earning pathetic interest rates and lost out on, on that kind of growth. And that's my point, is the only way you're going to be brave enough to make that investment decision to say, I need to put some money in the stock market is when you, when you look at your own situation and say to yourself, I've got you know, 20, 30, 40 years to invest. Actually, what goes on in the next few months is not going to make a huge impact. But I can lose out if I'm if I'm not sitting in the stock market. I'm, I can't get three or four percent interest and be happy with that because that's a certainty that I don't grow my money. And, I'm going and to, really, that's my message. I'm going to reinforce your point. If you had ignored the global financial crisis um, and pretended it wasn't happening, and you were invested in index funds, for example, um, yes, you would have lost a lot of your money over an eighteen-month period. Um, but then it all came back as the world recalibrated and worked itself out. If you'd ignored, as sensible people did um, in March last year, the collapse, 35% collapse in, in stock markets, overnight, boom, like that, money evaporated. 
the money came back and you're now sitting in record territory. You're now sitting 10% uh, higher uh, than you were before that particular shock came through, even higher than that potentially. Um, and so by ignoring the, the, the noise and simply adding to investments on a regular basis, you tend to outperform those who knee-jerk to every catastrophic event because there are always going to be catastrophic events. Exactly. And, 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 you know, I mean, even even the pandemic, you know, it's not, not something any of us have lived through, you know, something similar in our lifetimes. You know, I mean, we, we have to go back to the early 1900s to have something similar. But 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 the truth is that what the pandemic caused in stock markets was completely normal. It caused typical human reaction to, a, you know, a shock. Um, and, and then people panicked and and sold. And and the rational investors, you know, who, who kind of had a plan and just said, "Well, it's you know, this is this is shocking, and I'm worried about my health, but I'm not going to sell my investments." They, they lived through this and and are in a better position than they were before before the situation arose. And so that's the thing: is the, the the reason why markets move and the reason why we get shocked or fearful might be new and might be different. But the reality is, markets move in large groups of numbers of people. That's what causes markets to go. And fortunately or unfortunately. We're entirely predictable when we move in large numbers. We, we, we overreact to good news. We overreact to bad news. And the only advantage that you and I have as, as private investors trying to make a, you know, make a living and build our financial freedom goals is to know that if we can insulate ourselves from that by building a plan around our own situation, then we've got the advantage over those traders that drive the big fancy cars in the, in the, in the big flashy buildings or nowadays, I guess, from their Zoom, Zoom calls at home. You know that—that's the advantage we have. Is we can we, we can do things differently and be logical and be rational by either embracing those headlines and then ignoring them, or just not reading them at all. Warren Ingram from Galileo Capital on investing in a noisy world. In a moment, we've got a question from Joyce, and Joyce's question is: How? Do I be financially smart? With all of the temptation and all of the offers of Christmas and Black Friday and promises of deals, how do I avoid losing, well, spending too much money? I think that's the point. We'll we'll talk about Joyce's question with Warren in a moment. The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. There is always a lot of temptation about, but particularly at this time of the year, you're driven by all sorts of things, a sense of obligation, perhaps a sense of guilt, perhaps a sense of desire to live a life that you see in the movies, whatever it might be. And coupled with that, come through emails and you go through your Instagram feed and adverts pop up and they tell you that you need, you need things. And that's how Joyce is feeling. She says there are lots of reasons to shop. I I usually find I overspend during this time. Any tips on how I can be financially smart this festive season so so i must just tell you that uh, that, that joyce and i share a, a, a kind of a, a habit or a bad problem here because uh, I, i'm one of those people when, when it comes to you know ga- gadgets i love gadgets and you know I'm, I'm forever shopping for tvs virtually not actually buying them and then i have to go and explain it to my wife the, otherwise <laughs> known as the spreadsheet queen uh, and and then she'll say, you know, absolutely fine. Just just explain to me what's wrong with our current TV. Uh, and and if I don't have a good explanation, that that really answers the question. We, we're sticking with the one we've got. And and the truth is, it's absolutely fine. So so uh, Joyce, I'm going to share my own kind of tips, you know, for, for managing myself. I guess is is one if there are things that I really want, um, I'll, I'll have a list and I'll say, okay, there, there are three things that I would really like to buy. Uh, you know, whenever there's a good deal. 
And then the starting point is, what's a good deal? So I need to start tracking the price of those things before I go and read the advertising special where you know the online retailer tells me that it's 30% off now because truthfully a lot of the time that's rubbish. You know, they inflate the price just before you know the, the, the specials get offered. So you know it goes from 100 Rand to 130 Rand and then they tell you that they're now going to give it to you for 100 Rand because there's 30 Rand off. And that's garbage. So so the the, the, the truth is find three things that you want to buy. Give yourself a price target where you say, I know what the prices are normally through the year. Um, and if there's a proper discount and that, that you're going to have to agree with yourself before the time. In other words, you know, if it's if there's 25 percent or for half the price of what, what it normally costs, then I'm going to buy. And this is my budget. So, so decide how much you can uh, spend on this stuff. And it can't be everything, of course. And, and then make sure that you actually find a good deal. And, and know what a good deal is. And then I think critically in a, in, a, in a time like this, we're always told that this is, you know, the last special. This is the one time only, you know, it's Black Friday. It only happens one day, in, you know, of, of one month of the year. And, and that's rubbish. I mean, you know, Black Friday is suddenly almost the whole of November. Then we're going to have Christmas. And I find actually there's always a reason why retailers will, will come up with a deal. You know, and, and, and so just be patient. And often, you know, you'll get even better deals outside of these, you know, kind of so-called special times. So, so to me, it's it's about identifying how much money you're willing to spend on this, uh, whatever the items are, and and then making sure that you have a limited number of items. And, and then, lastly, actually, you have to know the prices. Don't trust the retailer that says, you know, I'm selling this to you for fifty percent off, because uh, you know that that's that could be fifty percent off off a fictional or fic, fictitious price, you know, that just didn't exist actually or existed for a day. Yeah, what I find I find incredibly frustrating, and is you know we've never had more transparency and more ability to access information. Um, and then you'll go and you'll look at TVs, and there'll be the XYZ TV SD thirty seven BLS, and then there'll be the BLT, and then the BLO, and each one of them has got a slightly different feature. Which salesmen in different shops will tell you each one of those TSs and Os why they're just so much more superior to the rival product and you do get hell of a confused you've really got to know your stuff and do some pretty in-depth research and then not be suckered by the sales patter because a good salesman is as good as a as good as a pickpocket absolutely and and you know the the other good tip i should be giving there is you know find a a, a kind of a spending buddy and I, i don't mean someone that encourages you to spend more but but someone that you can go and actually sit down and have to explain yourself as to what it is that you want to buy, why you want it, why it's uh, you know different, better than whatever it is that you had before. Especially TVs is a great one, and if you can you know give your spending buddy a logical argument that they actually buy, and 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 it ha- I mean, and to, to reinforce the point, they can't be an enabler here. It needs to be someone that you know that you respect and and that is sensible normally and is not going to be getting any benefit out of you buying the new TV or the new gadget or whatever it is. And if they can agree with you, you know, then maybe you've got a good argument. But, but, but you know, the reality is, you know, nowadays with TVs, to use your example, you know, we're, we're being told to buy the 8K TVs. And, and I don't really know exactly what that is. But what I do know is that most of the stuff we watch, you know, w- whether it be on satellite or, you know, whatever it is, uh, streaming services, we can't even watch it in that 8K. So, so we're buying a TV that can, uh, you know, what, um, display stuff that we, isn't even available. So, so to me... You know, to buy technology that's one year old, probably way cheaper. Um, 
way better than what we've got today, you know, in terms of what we've got in our own houses, uh, and, and probably will, you know, see us right for the next decade. So, so I think you're right. Don't don't get bought, bought or sold on the on the spiel because the spiel is there to sell you more stuff next year again and the year after that. In a minute, what is fiscal stimulus? Warren? Fiscal stimulus is... There we go. I, 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 I was wondering whether you'd forgotten and you'd gone, oh, I don't know. I, I don't I'm gonna, know. I was going to give you 30 seconds of silence and say I'll only use 30 seconds, but I decided not to freak you okay, out. Okay, now you've just so, got 30 seconds. Do it. Fiscal stimulus is when a, the government decides to grow the economy or get the reignite the economy through spending on things like infrastructure, you know, building new bridges, th- those kinds of things, or giving you tax cuts or taking away red tape. Sound familiar, Mr. Ramaphosa? That's the way that a government gets an economy going in fiscal stimulus. Okay. Fiscal stimulus. Thank you, Warren Ingram. Warren Ingram is a director at Galileo Capital. He is a personal financial advisor and he is a regular and generous contributor on The Money Show on a Thursday night.